around to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Don't shake hands. Brothers got a hug. Come out to the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Hope everybody's doing all right. Here, I'm going to turn myself down just a little bit, turn my gain down a little bit. All right, there we go. I am David Richardson. Everybody, appreciate everybody joining me over here on Hollywood Hangout. Um, man, I've uh, I got a pretty good show here. I think planned um, doing an actor tonight. Uh, decided to do. I'm going to be talking Steve Buscemi, and we're going to have a little little fun with his name as we're going here a little bit but um once again hollywood hangout i am david richardson thank you once again for uh joining me here much appreciated very much appreciated but um i am going to actually go ahead i want to go ahead and get plugs knocked out i have got like i said i'm going to be doing uh talking about steve buscemi on this show from early career I'm going to go play a few clips as I go through it. I'm going to talk. I can't talk all of his movies. 
we'll be here all night if I want to talk all of his movies. So I'm not going to talk all of his movies. We can talk. I'm going to talk about uh, probably about 30 of his movies. Not going to get into great detail on them. But I will go through. We'll discuss some of his movies, some of his uh, just but but it's just amazing what a versatile actor this guy is. I mean, we've seen him in so many movies over the years. I mean, tons and tons of movies. I mean, we've seen this guy as a villain. We've seen this guy as just, you know, the nice guy. We've seen him as a gangster. We've seen him as a a reporter, a scummy reporter. We've seen him in Pulp Fiction as Buddy Holly. We've seen him, you know, as just so many characters, homeless people, uh, prisoners in Con Air, uh, drunken brother uh, brothers in Wedding Singer. We're going to get into all of that as we go through this. But um, like I said, there's definitely a ton to get into with Steve Buscemi. It's, it, it, it is a lot to get into, but um, I definitely want to go ahead and do this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and get these bad boy plugs knocked out. I'm going to have to throw the headphones back on because we're going to play clips. We're going to have a good time here tonight talking to Steve Buscemi. Um, I'll be honest, I was going to do this show on YouTube uh, because I really want to start doing that when I talk about actors. Um, I really want to start going on YouTube and doing this. That way, instead of playing clips, I can show you guys pictures of each thing I'm talking about, each movie I'm talking about, and sort of go through kind of a slideshow of the actor's career. I think it'd be better um, on a, as a visual than doing it the way I'm doing it now. So what I didn't realize is once you get an account and have to go live, I never set that up for my Hollywood Hangout channel because I didn't have a Hollywood Hangout channel. There is a Hollywood Hangout YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, slash Hollywood Hangout Podcast. Yeah, you can get it right there, Hollywood Hangout Podcast. And um, I'll be doing, like I said, when I talk actors, I'm going to be doing it over there. And a few other things I'm going to start doing over there when I do these just to get that channel rolling. And like I said, it's easier for me to share that way. I can share a lot more with you guys, and I'd like to do that. So I'm going to get those done, but it takes 24 hours to go live once you set up live. I didn't know. My fault. But I had it ready. I downloaded about 40 pictures that I probably wasted my time on. But... No big deal. We're still going to go through a bunch of his movies. We're still going to get this done, and I think we're going to have a damn good time doing it. So let me go ahead. I am going to knock out these plugs real quick. That means I'm going to go ahead, and I'm going to start talking about the high marks. That's right. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G-Wiz, and you guys definitely want to be listening to him over there on the Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right, Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network, two T's in Mitt. And you want to be checking those guys out. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also check them out on YouTube, by the way. On the Metal Mint Network over there on YouTube. So definitely go over there and check out those guys over there on YouTube. And you guys always got Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. They are the Inhumans on the Inhuman Experience. And you should already be subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. And of course, you got Eric, Doug, and Daniel over there. They are Everything Unscripted. They are on the Everything Unscripted podcast. They are really good guys. We've had Eric on Dirt Sheet Dudes for the past few weeks. Not 100% sure if he's joining us this week. He may, he may not. 
all up to him. We will find out later. But definitely be checking those guys out. Blog Talk Radio. And you can... Uh, Blog Talk Radio, they're EUP, Everything Unscripted Podcast Network, EUP Network. Check them out there and wherever you get podcasts from. And don't forget, we've got Stephen Milan. He's sharing the shows, and I really appreciate him doing it. Letterboxd, boxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Check him out over there. Two L's in Milan. He's reviewing films, kind of like what I do here, except he does it with typing, which I could never, ever do. I just couldn't do it. Wouldn't be something I could do. So definitely check him out. And, of course, you got me and Smark Wednesday nights right around 10, 15 p.m. Eastern time. We usually start Dirt Sheet Dudes talking wrestling, all the wrestling news, and usually AEW. And uh, there you go. I think that's about it right now. I think we can go ahead and knock these plugs down. And that is about it right there. I'm going to go ahead and pause the music. I'm actually going to delete that song from where it is. There we go. And um, all right. So once again, talking uh, Steve Buscemi, and his name is actually one of the things I guess we can go ahead and start with. Let me drop these headphones back on because we've got a clip to play here. So basically, like I said, his name is definitely something we'll go ahead and start with because it's kind of been something that fans have questioned over the years, obviously. Now, he always grew up pronouncing it Buscemi, S-E, kind of, you know, Buscemi without the sh in it. So that's the way he pronounced it his whole life, even his father. Now, when he went to Sicily, he found out he was pronouncing his name wrong. So what I'm going to do instead of telling you is he was actually on a little, he's been on obviously many, many talk shows, but I believe this one is from Stephen Colbert. Give me one sec. Let me double check here. It is. It is from Stephen Colbert. So here's what we're going to do. It's from the Colbert show. Let's go ahead and play it. Here we go. Welcome the great Steve Buscemi. also believe they were uh, playing the musical version of I Want to Sex You Up, and I, I, I'm not quite sure why, but I, 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 just, I just caught that and thought I would bring it up. Anyway, let's go ahead. It's so nice to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to so you. So nice to be here. Thank You're you one of my favorite me. actors. Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves you. Thank you. You know, you've got... It's, it's, you've got a unique place, I think, in sort of our movie culture, is that you're one at the same time very popular, people know who you are, and you're a cult figure at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for looks like that, like for the look you just gave me. And I, I think I feel like I need to start off this interview with an apology, because I've been saying Buscemi for all these years, and I found out today that it's Buscemi, so sorry. It's, well, no, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, Buscemi is the way that my dad pronounced it, but I think in his family, they said Buscemi, and when I went to Sicily a few years ago with my family, to the town where my grandfather was from, they say Buscemi. So... I'm sorry, they say what? Buscemi. And you have to say it like... You have to say it like, like that? Buscemi. Buscemi, yeah. So what, you want Buscemi, though? Well, I'm so used to Buscemi, but I never correct people when they say Buscemi, because that is closer to the 
Right. I mean, and also you became famous as Buscemi, right? Yeah, I guess so. I, yeah. I, I, but I never... Yeah, I was afraid I, if, if you people <laughs> pronounce it correctly, maybe it'll go like, who? Buscemi? Who's yeah, Buscemi? Yeah. Like, my dad said our name Colbert. But, I mean, yeah. I, if I try to get a reservation <laughs> at a restaurant, I'm never going to say Colbert. Right. <laughs> Gotta say Colbert. Exactly, right. Yes. When you try to get a reservation at a restaurant, do you say Buscemi or Buscemi? Well, I, first I say Buscemi, and if I don't get a reaction, then I say Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> but one time... Thud! One time, uh, my wife called me. I was in L.A. at a hotel, and she called, and she asked to speak with Steve Buscemi. And they corrected her. They said, it's Buscemi. She said, thank you. Now can I talk to my husband? <laughs> um, uh, what are the other things, some of the notable things about your career is that you are you're frequently killed off in I movies. I am, yes. yes. In okay, so he knows he's killed in a lot of movies, obviously. Because let's face it, that's one thing about his character. His character is killed in many movies. I know we can think of a lot where his character is just injured or doesn't get killed. But in a lot of movies, he does play parts, especially in uh, you know a, a lot of the... Um, action movies he gets killed so he does get killed and um he does talk about that right here so i'll bring that up and then we'll get into some other stuff here we go extravagant way out of my fort forte <laughs> do you think that's is that because uh like directors love working with you or they just really want to see you get killed i think they love to see me get killed <laughs> but it's kind of yeah it's, do you have a favorite do you have a favorite uh, way you've been killed <laughs> I mean, I have, I have a couple of favorite ways I've seen you kill, but do you have a favorite way? I don't know if I have a favorite, but the one that sort of, like, uh, amused me the most was um, dying of a heart attack in The Big Lebowski. And I'm sorry if I've spoiled that for anybody. <laughs> um, Shut up, Donnie. But, I, yeah, see? Mm -hmm. But can you really say the full line? No, because no, I'm on CBS. Okay, okay. So... Um, I'm reading the script, and I, and I you know, sometimes what I'll, when I read a script, I would like, I'll just go to the end to see how I die, or if, if, and, uh, or if I get beat up. What page I, does yeah. my name like, disappear on? Yeah, like how, like, how far do I make it? And I'm reading the big, when I read The Big Lebowski, I thought, this character is such a nice guy that there's no way that they're going to kill him. You know, there's no way. And then when I got to that he has the heart attack, I was like, damn it, again, they just... So there you go. Again, he does die in a lot of movies. It's not, there's nothing, he's not lying. He definitely does. He dies in many movies. So it's just kind of what he does. Just kind of what he does. But um, definitely good right there. Now, he did mention his father. Now, he did grow up uh, and was born in New York, the borough of Brooklyn. Uh, his father's name was John Buscemi. His mother was Dorothy. Now, he does have brothers. Uh, he has three brothers actually he has a brother john ken and michael michael is also an actor um didn't really look up what his brother have done before but uh, i guess we can do that now real quick michael buscemi i'm sure it's the last same last name l b u s there he is michael buscemi actor let's see what he's been in we go to his imdb real quick i know he was in an episode of blue bloods as a crazy person. That I do know. I did know he wasn't, I, like I said, I, I knew at one point he was an actor, but I do know he was in Blue Bloods. He was in an older episode that would have been back in another 
I mean, Jesus, this guy's got 56 credits to his name. It's not like he's any schlub out there. He's definitely been doing a lot. He was actually in Animal Factory, which Steve Buscemi was in that movie. Also, Animal Factory, which was uh, Willem Dafoe and uh, not Edward Norton, the other, the kid. I'll get into it in a little while. Um, but yeah, this uh, his brother's been in a, a bunch of stuff also. Like I said, he was in an episode of Blue Bloods. That is correct. I see it up here. And he's been in a bunch of other things as and done voices and all kinds of things. But yeah, 2014, he was in Blue Bloods. He's been in Orange is the New Black. He was also in the Hotel Transylvania 3. He actually, this is interesting. He did his brother's character in Hotel Transylvania 3 video game, Monsters Overboard. He, he, he played Wayne, who his brother Steve Buscemi plays in the Hotel uh, Transylvania movies. So kind of weird right there. He actually... They just said, hey, we can't get you, your brother, let's get you. What the hell? Michael, come on in for Steve. That's kind of weird. That really is kind of weird. I'm, I, I, really, I really do think that's a little odd, but also cool in the same way. So um, his brother, the last thing he did was something called Duo in 2020, but he is filming something called Morning Shine in pre-production now. So that should be out next year or two, I would say. Look for that. But um, there you go. So we got that now. Uh, he did kind of, now he got his start basically in 1990. He got, got a, uh, his, is where you can start with his movie career. He started off in a Coen brothers film called a, a in kind of a gangster film called Miller's crossing. Miller's crossing had a, a bunch of people in it. Actually, it was Gabriel Bryan, uh, John Turturro. Maze, another great actor right there. You've seen him in tons of things from Transformers to uh, Rounders with Matt Damon and Edward Norton. So a lot of movies. Mike Starr, who uh, me and Anthony talked about in uh, Dumb and Dumber. He's the guy that they accidentally kill with the atomic cheeseburger with the peppers on it. Uh, John Polito, another great Great actor, been in a lot of things, was in Homicide Life on the Street, which we'll talk about that later, another show Steve Buscemi was in. And um, that was really where he got his kind of first break. Uh, That same year, he also got another movie. Uh, Now, that was the first of five Coen Brothers movies he would actually do. So he did five movies for the Coen Brothers over there. Now, he also did another film, same year, 1990, that came out called King of New York. King of New York might sound familiar. It's more of a, it's kind of a Christopher Walken movie. It's got Christopher Walken in it. It's got David Caruso. Yeah, you know what show he played in. We don't have to mention it. NYPD Blue, yes, okay. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Obviously, we all know who Lawrence Fishburne is. Wesley Snipes, young Wesley Snipes in this movie. Uh, also, Giancarlo Esposito, who another actor who was on Homicide Life on the Street. Very, very good actor. He was in a couple episodes also of NYPD Blue, just to throw that out there. But there was a ton of actors in this movie, kind of another gangster movie, but kind of a movie about, you know, drug dealing and all that stuff. Uh, Really, really a great movie, though. I remember watching it a long, long time ago. I got to admit, I haven't seen this movie in a very long time, but pretty much anything. With Christopher Walken, I think we all know, is definitely a watchable movie. So <laughs> we all know that's a, that 
that's that, that's a definite right there. Anything with Christopher Walken in it, you definitely want to want to check that bad boy out. So, all right, we got that. Now, again, we talked about the name. Now, another thing that we can get into before he started in his movie career, we need to talk about kind of the kind of guy he is. This guy from 1980 to 1984 was a New York City firefighter with engine company number number 55 in the Little Italy section of New York. Um, not only did he do that from 1980 to 84, but he came back the day after September 11th in New York. Um, obviously, we all know that was in, you know, when that was, what happened that in, on, uh, you know, 9-11. He came back after that and returned to the firehouse as a volunteer, worked 12-hour shifts for a week, dug through rubble looking for missing firefighters and obviously any other, you know, anyone else they could find out there. And um, there you go. Now, he was also, not only is he a former firefighter, which I'm going to get into in a minute. I've got a video to play on that, of course, or some audio to give you guys. But he's also an, a, an advocate for firefighters when in 2003 they were about to close down some, I think, five firehouses out in New York. One of them was his old firehouse. He was actually arrested with 19 other people protesting outside of that. And trust me, that's not the only thing we're going we're gonna to get into. But uh, he did marry in 1987 a woman named Joe Andres. You did hear him mention his wife. Now, his wife did die in 1986 oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry his wife did die in january of two sixth of january 2019 they did have one son he was born in 1990 so he did lose his wife i believe i i don't i didn't really look up why i it just i didn't really need to but anyway let's go ahead and play this clip i have this is um i've got a clip of him actually talking about being a firefighter a little bit about three minutes long but i'm going to go ahead and knock it out here i'm going to go ahead and give you some volume and let's go ahead and get this bad boy going about it in general terms like what it's like to go into you know what you feel before you go into a fire and what it's like you know on the scene which is very chaotic i mean it's um there's lots of noises you know you hear glass being broken you, you hear um uh, and you have a mask on, so it's you can't really see a lot. You couldn't see a lot anyway because there's smoke. Um, there's sometimes a lot of heat, and um, it's it's very hard to describe. But it's uh, all your senses are going. You know, it's um, and your adrenaline is pumping, and your mind is trying to stay focused. You're trying to listen to your officer. I was in the engine com company, so you know it was all about bringing in a hose and putting water on the fire. And um, so you're always with a team of guys, um, and you always have an officer, you know, like right, like right by your side. Um, and uh, yeah, there's the smell of the smoke. Uh, I think I talked about that yesterday. That you know you. You know when you have a job, you know, like a few blocks away because there's a certain smell that you go, oh, this is, this is wood burning or this is something that you recognize burning. Um, and um, 
Yeah, it's just all your all your all your senses are heightened. It seems like it's such a different job from acting. Are there similarities? By the way, I forgot to mention this is a an interview from CBS Sunday Morning, and um, there you go. Want to just mention that and that was Tracy Smith, the voice you just heard from CBS Sunday Morning. There are in I feel like in theater, there's a similar thing that happens to me before I go on stage, where you get really really nervous and you and your adrenaline is kind of getting up there and but you're not quite sure <laughs> if you can do what you're you know about to do. And I guess it's similar to, I used to feel this in uh, wrestling, too. Getting really nervous before you get out there on the mat. And then when you're out there, you're just in it. And there's no time to be nervous. You just have to react. You just have to, um, uh, you just feel it, you know. Same thing with being in a fire. Same thing with being on stage. It's like, okay, I'm here. Um, It always helps that uh, you have people surrounding you that, um, help you through it. Um, I used to do stand-up. That was probably the hardest thing in the world because it's just, it's just you. It's just you, and if the audience isn't with you... Did you have rough. those nights? Oh, yeah, of course. That's why I stopped doing stand-up. Um, just too hard. All right, so there you go with that right there. Now, he did you know, go through there, and obviously that was a nice little thing about there. He was talking about you know being a firefighter and all that. Now, he did mention wrestling in there now i know what you're thinking oh good god who was a wrestler amazing but he wasn't talking about that kind of wrestling he wasn't talking about wwe which we do talk about every wednesday night mixer.com slash dirt sheet dudes go ahead and check that out so he was not talking about that he actually was a high school wrestler and did the actual um did you know the actual amateur wrestling i'm always surprised that they call it amateur wrestling but they do now it's kind of funny my son is actually doing that he had his first tournament friday he didn't do so well but i mean let's face it he was in he's in seventh grade none of the kids that have that are on his team have ever wrestled before they were against teams that had been together for four or five years this is this team's first year ever even having wrestling at this school. So they didn't do great. They did okay. A couple of them won. My son didn't do great, but he definitely, he's got the fight in him because he, he didn't give up and he tried as, he, he tried hard as hell, which is all I could ask of him. I was, I was certainly proud of him yesterday watching him do that. So he had his first tournament yesterday. He's, that's what it took. He definitely, needed that because that kind of sparked him a little bit now he's wanting to now he's really really wanting to do more and get better because he didn't like losing especially two times so he he did not like losing at all so i don't think he'll be doing that much anymore (laughs) at least i'm hoping not so there we go now before you know what before we get into wrestling i'm going to backtrack a little bit because i had something on his wife that i forgot now his wife basically saw Steve Buscemi on a poster in 1983. She reportedly said to her friend, I'm going to snag that guy. And despite she didn't know him, they actually met 
They dated, got married in 1987, like I said before. Um, they and they traveled. He used to bring her to every movie as he was filming movies. But you know, the most they would ever spend is three weeks apart. And um, she was a choreographer. Uh, diagnosed with ovarian cancer in 2015, was in remission for a short time, and had a re uh, had a recurrence in 2017. Uh, it ended up beating her, obviously, in 2019. Just couldn't fight anymore, and that that is when she passed away. Now, in the next year, Buscemi told uh, GQ magazine he said that his grief was still very acute, and that he was just starting to feel lighter. So, all right, there we go right there. But I, I looked that up as the video was playing right there. I figured you guys deserve that. Now, back to the wrestling. He was actually a wrestler. Now, he was on Conan, and actually, I guess in 1998, he wrestled Andy Richter, sort of, on the show, and they made a little joke out of it, a little skit out of it, but I'm going to go ahead and play it for you. He actually apologizes to Andy Richter, but uh, almost three-minute clip. Let's go ahead and knock it out. Things you forget. You forget about them. Yeah. And um, I know that you did something on our show. Today, one of our producers came up and said, uh, remember the time Steve Buscemi was on our show and he did this wrestling move on Andy? And I said, nope. And he said, that was really funny, and everybody at the time loved it, and it was a fun moment. And I went, nope, no, have no memory of that. I, well, I, of course, I remember it well. And I also remembered that I felt like you weren't really into it. Like, you know, you kind of did it begrudgingly, and then I felt bad about it. You've described most of my waking hours. <laughs> But listen, I felt, I felt bad about this for years. Uh-huh. And then I finally, then I got to work with you on Portlandia. Yeah. And I was like, oh, good. Now I can finally, like, apologize and say, I'm sorry I sprung that on you. Yeah. And you looked at me and you went, I have no idea what you're talking about. I have about. no. I saw that our uh, internet people put it online today. I saw just a, 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 no recollection. I want to take a look at this clip right now because I had no recollection. And even when they showed it to me today, I'm like... I guess it happened, but yeah, yeah. I have no memory. But he So here we go. He's actually on the show with Andy Richter again. And I'm not sure what year this is, but they are on it again. And he now, well, this is, video is from 2020, so I figure that's when it was on the show. And let's go ahead and play the rest. He's now going to play the old clip with Andy Richter. Here we go. Here we are. It's 1998, and you propose doing a wrestling move on Andy. Let's take a look. Okay. All right, Andy, you have to get behind me. All right. <laughs> Done. This is this is the ready so, position. And you got to grab right. your guy like this. Okay. Right. But I need this leg. Well. <laughs> all right, there. Wait, you have to ask. <laughs> you mean you have to ask? <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of wrestling move is it when you have to ask for their leg? First, get their head in this lock, and then, uh, pardon me, could I have your inner thigh? I can tell I didn't mind that at all. You didn't mind? No, no, no. No, so, Andy, you can tell looking at it that you didn't mind. You wouldn't no, let me lock my hands. Well, you, that's you, just, I, well, no, I wouldn't. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I didn't have to you. assert my dominance. Yes. I mean, seriously, if we wrestled, I'd kill you. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
I, and I'm happy for any human contact, so I'm... <laughs> just to be touched, as yeah, Andy yeah. always says. Uh, please, something. Just to be touched. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that, no, it was bad yes and then. If I did bad improv, if I didn't let but you But you know, it, the other know. thing is, we have a lot of... I've, I've met people that, were, that have said to me, yeah, Conan, I know I, I was on your show, and I said that thing, and you were really mad, and... I don't know what they're talking about. Wow. And then I'll look at the tape and go like, no, I wasn't mad. People get in their heads about stuff. Right, yeah. Uh, I was mad at you about the yeah. wrestling thing, but Andy was fine with it. I don't like other people touching Andy. <laughs> I'm mad now that I was wearing that shirt. <laughs> you were going bowling later. It's not a big thing. So there you go. Steve Buscemi just being himself, basically, just, you know, the awesome character he is. Um, but there you go. So we got that knocked out. I'm going to go ahead and go here to the next one. And let's go ahead and talk a little more about what's going on here with Steve Buscemi. Now, not only that, now this guy, now we just talked about him being a firefighter and all that. Now, in 2001, uh, Steve Buscemi was filming a, a movie called Domestic Disturbance. It was in Wilmington, North Carolina. Now, Buscemi was co-starring in that movie with Vince Vaughn. And Buscemi, Vince Vaughn, and the screenwriter for the movie, Scott Rosenberg, they went out for drinks at a place called the Firebelly Lounge. And Vince Vaughn was messing around with another gentleman who, uh, I guess it says, it says he had been flirting with the guy's girl. This reminds me of a Leonard Skinner song, Give Me Three Steps. Uh... <laughs> He walked in and was looking for you-know-who. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the two stepped outside. There was a brief little brawl between the guys. They were separated. And Buscemi was one of them, obviously, that gathered outside. And he was confronted. The guy went against him. And after a little brief exchange, you know, brief back and forth with the guy, the guy pulls out a knife. Buscemi got stabbed in the face, in the throat, his hands, and it took him a while. He went back to New York. He recuperated. Now, the guy who attacked him was known as a gentleman named Timothy Fogarty, and he was charged with assault with a deadly weapon, and Buscemi actually declined to press charges and instead entered the guy in a substance abuse program. Now, we keep talking about what a good guy this is. You know, you, you don't hear these stories all the time in Hollywood. You really don't. You don't hear, all oh, he was a great guy, he was this good guy. You do, but then we find out a lot of really bad stuff about these people. It's like this guy and Keanu Reeves you could probably put up there as like two of the nicest guys in Hollywood, in my opinion. Just, you know, down-to-earth, good people, don't have a kind of that elite Hollywood, I guess, agenda behind them. They do stuff, you know, they do good stuff because they want to do good stuff. So find that great about the guy now. Like I had said, he he did join many of the rallies, though, um, for closing the Brooklyn firehouses. He did more of that afterwards um, in 2011. Again, he did that. Now, even even more with being a firefighter. In 2014, HBO did a documentary called A Good Job. It was stories on the uh, FDNY, obviously the New York Fire Department. 
And basically, he did the HBO documentary. He did all the narrating. He starred in it. He brought him around to the places. And he revisited the Firehouse 55, which he worked at. He tells their stories. And they even revisit what happened on 9-11 back in, you know, back in 2001. So Um, now here's a little something. I'm going to just give you a few little, a few little things that I looked up as I was kind of going through a few, a few, uh, a few websites here. So I did find one. Now, everyone, for some reason, seems to ask him about his teeth. (laughs) I don't know why, but everyone seems to ask him about his teeth. And he does say in an interview with the Hollywood Reporter that he doesn't want to do it. He said he's had plenty of dentists ask him, blah, blah, blah. Now, he also was on an appearance on James Corden. And I'm going to go ahead and play that because this explains a little more. I believe this is the video about the teeth. If it's not, I apologize, but let's go ahead and see. Have you ever thought about getting any cosmetic work done? Has this ever crossed your mind? Like, where would you think that I would... uh, I don't know. How could I improve? (laughs) Well, it's good. Yes! (laughs) I mean, I have had a number of dentists over the years... Offering to help me out. And yeah. I always say, no, you're going to kill my career. I mean, I, I need to, you know, I need, I need these teeth. Uh-huh. This, is, this is what gets me work. <laughs> I think, I think. But, uh, I, you know, sometimes I think I did look into it about getting braces, <laughs> like, as an adult. But I just, I just thought, what the hell? It's, this is who I am. Yeah. Well, I think you've got a great face. Thank you. A gorgeous face. A gorgeous, gorgeous face, although I should say your face was once described as the worst tattoo ever. Did you know this? Yeah, not only do I know it, I saw that online once. I was just, like, looking at, you know, silly news stories, and I saw this girl got the worst tattoo ever, and I went, oh, well, I wonder what that is. And I click on it, and it's me. It's a tattoo of me. (laughs) There it is right there. Look at that. Okay, so they show the tattoo, and it is awful. It looks nothing like Steve Buscemi at all. It is absolutely horrible. Horrid, horrible. It is probably the worst. It probably really was the worst tattoo of the year. And it is absolutely, absolutely gross. It's just bad. The mouth is messed up. The teeth aren't bad. The eyes aren't bad. The rest of the face is awful. Now, we come out with a little more of the story here now. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, Steve, that's a classic. And by the way, he's with, uh, uh, Steve Buscemi is on the couch with Timothy Roth. Now, if you don't know who that is, if you ever saw Pulp Fiction, uh, he is the guy in the restaurant who says, I love you, honey bunny. And he is the guy who's robbing the restaurant. So that is Timothy Roth. There you go. It really is. Do you think you get your money back? (laughs) No, what happened was uh, this woman let her friend do it because he was was trying to practice. I don't know why me, you know, and 
And then she even said, she said, I don't even like Steve Buscemi. Like, <laughs> why did you That's let him do worst. it? Why did you let him do it? Yeah. Well, your face it has created. I don't know if you know. Okay. So they're going to get into the meme, mem. I'm still not sure how to fucking say it. I really don't care. Um, at this point, I'm too old to give a fuck now. This was during season six and season, season seven of 30 Rock, where he plays a private investigator and a quick flashback. I mean, like a minute scene in the show turned into a meme, a famous one. And it's the one where, you know, he goes, how, you know, how are you fellow kids or fellow children? We'll, we'll play it in a minute. Don't worry about it. But, um, it's just amazing that that little scene right there made it's just amazing what makes you know people do what they do but uh we um let me find that scene that that thing real quick if you'd give me just a second here i got too many videos here um no 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 you know what i think i actually don't have that video for some reason for some reason i don't have it but Trust me, it was a it was actually a long scene. I think that's why I actually got rid of it. It was actually a longer scene than I thought. But literally, it was a four second clip in there, and it was just him coming out and saying one thing, and it became huge. And uh, here we go. Let's go back to that video. Oh, actually, here it is, right here. I'm sorry, it was minute thirty nine, and here it goes. I apologize. I'm stupid. Pa, here we go. So you got mugged, huh, Mister Donaghy? And you caught the guy who did it. Good for you. Oh, no, Len. Uh, Tracy is helping me with this. Uh, yeah, by the way, you're going to hear Alec Baldwin. Uh, just just leave it all alone. And Tracy Morgan. But I can see how you went there. I have a criminal skull shape. Len, Commissioner Kelly and I are friends. We have competing columns in Irish Arguments Weekly, America's Only, all caps magazine. But Ray hasn't returned my phone call. And I know that you were once a uh, police officer. I was part of a special task force of very young-looking cops who infiltrated high schools. How do you do, fellow kids? What? So I'm glad... That's it. That was the whole scene. How do you do, fellow kids? That's it. That was it. He was dressed in an outfit. He had on him. Or let's see. Let me go back a little bit here. He had on an orange sweatshirt. He, he was... You know, red sweatshirt, actually. Uh, red hat. He had a skateboard over his shoulder and was in a high school trying to. Now, the funny thing about that is he actually went this year and handed out candy as that character. <laughs> Just going out, taking pictures with fans, dressed as, you know, that character. And, like I said, handing out candy having a great time taking pictures with fans, just being, once again, the all-around good guy. I mean, it's just really cool. He wore the whole red tracksuit, the, the the backwards hat and all that, the shirt with the, you know, the music loud and all that shit. It was just a pretty, pretty goddamn cool thing that he was doing. He's just, a, once again, just a really great guy out there um, taking pictures. He brought his daughter out there, and they were at a party. So, my God. Steve Buscemi's my dad. That's probably one of the coolest things you could ever say. Um, the guy's been in so many goddamn things. It's just amazing. All right. I hope nothing's... My computer just kind of... My Google just locked up. My Chrome. I hope it's not stopping anything on uh, on here. If it does, I apologize. But I'm just going to keep talking like it's not even there. So... 
there you go. That quick of a scene was just something that made a huge thing out of it. And you've all seen it, obviously, but I don't know. I just thought it was funny. Now, we can go ahead and redo the clip here. Play, or I'm sorry, start the clip from where we ended. Here we go. Know this. You are, you are in <laughs> the top ten memes of all time. Yeah. Top ten memes of all time, which is this. Oh, yeah. How do you do, fellow kids? Oh, my God. Did you have any idea when you were doing this on 30 Rock that it would become such a famous and popular meme? You know, that scene, it's like four seconds long. The whole thing, it's like, and no, it was like a, a quick thing that we did. It was kind of like a throwaway. I mean, I mean, I thought it was funny, but I had no idea that it would have this amount of traction. <laughs> so, yeah. All of the incredible work and films you've done, and the, this is the top, <laughs> in the top ten memes of all time. I love it, I love it. Reggie, do you have a question for any of our guests this evening? Uh, yes, I do. All right, we don't need to hear that. Um, it's pretty stupid, to be honest with you, that little part right there, but... There you go, once again, talking about the meme that has come out on him. Um, but again, he, you know, he takes everything in good fun. He really does. He just doesn't really seem to be a, a, a stuffy guy. He just seems to be a cool guy, once again. Um, now, he is also a fan, noted fan, of the Beastie Boys. Uh, he actually appeared in the music video for the 2011 song, Make Some Noise. Uh, actually, that video was nominated for the MTV Video of the Year that year. He also had a post credit scene in the documentary about the Beastie Boys, and he kind of pokes fun at the failure of that second album of theirs, Paul's Boutique. It wasn't that bad of an album. Come on now. Let's, let's, well, let's be honest. It really wasn't that bad of an album. Beastie Boys were always good. They were basically a joke anyway that got huge making fun of rap music is basically what they did. Um, now, I'm going to go through... You know what? I'm actually going to leave these for after. I'm going to go ahead and start talking a little more about his movies his um, and things like that. I've got a few clips of... I don't have a ton of movie clips. I've only got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I've got about eight clips to play of movies. But I do want to talk about, now I did say in the beginning of this show how versatile this guy is. And not only is he versatile in acting, but he has done, I mean, he's got 166 acting credits just to his name. 18 directing credits, 14 producing credits, soundtrack credits. I know what you're thinking. Um, he's been just, you know, done a ton of things, but... Let's go through just some of the smaller ones and go through like the production credits that he's had. Um, now he, I talked about that movie Animal Factory that had uh, that had Willem Dafoe, and you know what? Let me go ahead and bring that up real quick. If you'll just give me one second here, I'll bring up Animal Factory. I know when it was. I just got to get to it uh, right about here. Okay, here it is. Uh, Willem Dafoe, and I, I knew it was an Edward. I just didn't know which Edward. It was Edward Furlong is in that movie. Willem Dafoe, Edward Furlong, Danny Trejo. Ha, 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 ha. He's the man. Y'all know who Danny Trejo is. Mark Boone Jr., 
who, if you don't know him, if you ever saw the Too Fast and Too Furious, he was Detective, I think, Winton or Wilton in that movie. So you have seen him before. And Mickey Rourke is in this movie and a bunch of other people. It They're in prison. It's a really good movie, but they're in prison. And it just kind of shows life in prison. Edward Furlong kind of gets protected by Willem Dafoe. And he's like waiting for the day Willem Dafoe is going to ask him to pay. You guys know what I mean. And it doesn't really come. Willem Dafoe was really just trying to take care of the kid. But it... It's really a good movie. You kind of have to be in a odd mood to watch it, but it's a very, very good movie to watch. Um, so that is definitely a, a damn good movie that you can see right there. So he did produce that movie, and he also did a movie something called Lonesome Jim. Funny, he's a producer, but uncredited for the being the producer. Uh, Simi Bio, I can't even say the word, take two and a half, go look up his IMDb. Um, let's do some more notable ones. Uh, he did uh, that show a good job that I mentioned earlier. Not only did he do the doc, the narrating, he was also a producer for that show. There was a show called Park, Park Bench with Steve Buscemi. He did, uh, was a TV short, he did 25 episodes of that, the executive producer of that. And there you go right there. Now, director, we got 18 credits there. I don't really have to get into many, you know, oh, you're not going to know this, you're not going to know that. What happened to Pete? He was in uh, Trees Lounge was another one. Homicide Life on the Street. He directed the episode, was also in the episode uh, of that show. That is an incredible show that I have talked about numerous times it's it's it i'm not gonna say it's a spinoff of nypd blue or anything you could say law and order svu though is a spinoff of homicide life on the street because you actually have richard belzer as john munch which that character does come over to uh, Law and Order SVU in the early years, we get John Munch. So you could say Law and Order SVU is sort of a spinoff of Homicide Life on the Street. If you really wanted to, you could say that. So that's a great a great show, just another uh, TV cop show. Um, Yafit Kodo is in there, who I believe passed away early this year or late last year. Reed Diamond, who, if you've ever seen The Shield, he's the cop they kill in episode number one, right there. First episode, like, big, like first 15 minutes of the show, they kill him. John Cena is also on this show. Um, early episodes of Chicago PD, Primal Fear, if you ever saw that with Richard Gere, he was in that. Been in a lot of things, but an excellent, excellent show right here. And he did not only, like I said, he was in the episode, he directed the episode. Just a really, really good show, though. Uh, he was also the director of the movie Animal Factory, we talked about. He directed two, count them, two episodes of Oz. Uh, TV movie called Baseball Wives, I didn't see that. Lonesome Jim, we talked about. He was also producer for that. Now, he did also direct... Now, we know he was in The Sopranos, but he directed also 
four episodes of The Sopranos. He directed one in 2001 called Pine Barrens, Everybody Hurts in 2002, In Camelot in 2004, and Mr. and Mrs. John's Sacrimony Request in 2006. So four episodes of that. He did six episodes of Nurse Jackie. Uh, We talked a little bit about 30 Rock just a few minutes ago. He directed two episodes of that, something called Vampire Weekend, uh, Park Bench, Love, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I don't know what that was at all. Small TV series, one episode. I don't know, 2016. Portlandia, which he mentioned, and Miracle Workers. And he's also got one in post-production called The Listener. So we'll see what that... Now, I wanted to get into those because, like I said, he's got a lot of movie credits to his name now. I just can't go through all of them. But like I said, I picked out about 30 of them that I'm just going to kind of mention. I'm going to go through. And then I've got, like I said, I've got a few clips to play of a few things. And we'll kind of uh, wrap up from there. You know, and then actually after I play these clips, I'm going to get into just some little did you know or trivia about Steve Buscemi. And then we'll wrap it up after that. So let's go through some of these movies right now. Like I said, he got his start in a movie called The Way It Is. It was in 1985. Um, That was basically the first movie he was in uh again i wish my youtube had worked tonight i'll have it working in 24 hours i didn't like i said i didn't know once you signed up for live or got live enabled you had to wait 24 hours to do it i would have done it last night had i known so anyway next time we're gonna do this and skip the clips and do all picks and uh be able to share a lot more with you folks and uh, i think it'll be a lot more fun that way with me uh, with uh, with me doing that. So the way it is, like I said, it was a 1985 movie. I got to admit, I've never, never seen this movie. Um, doesn't look too bad. It's a group of actors in the East Village of New York. They've been rehearsing for a play, and the lead actress turns up dead, and I really don't know. But like I said, some movies I'm going to spend a couple minutes on, some movies I'm going to spend a few seconds on. So... He was also in an episode of Miami Vice, God damn it. That's right, Miami Vice. What a great show from the 1980s. These guys, Don Johnson basically had every person from the, uh, that was over the age of 30 in Florida dressing just like him in white pants, pastel T-shirts, and light. I don't even know what those sport coats were made of at this anymore. I really don't. But everyone dressed like that. Uh, just an incredible show right there. Um, you know, you had Don Johnson. Philip Michael Thomas was incredible in that show as Tubbs. Love that show. Absolutely love that show when I was a kid. I remember watching it with my parents back in the day. Uh, he also did a little... He was also on one episode of Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. Not one episode. He was on Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. He was in one of the tales that they told, I believe they told a few. Uh, He was in a scene with Christian Slater in that movie. Another one that just had a ton of actors. Debbie Harry was in that movie. Who's Debbie Harry? You ever heard of the band Blondie? Yes, you have. She was in that movie. Matthew Lawrence 
was in that movie. Christian Slater, like I had said, Robert Sedgwick. Uh, I could just keep going with actors that were in that movie, but an incredible movie right there. Fun one, fun one. And I liked all the, uh, I did like all the tales from the, that, you know, crypt tales from the dark side. I liked all that stuff. So, all right, let's go ahead and roll on here. Now, Billy Bathgate, man, it's been a long time since I've seen Billy Bathgate in 1991 now. He was in this movie, wasn't a huge part. This was Dustin Hoffman, Nicole Kidman, Bruce Willis, uh, a lot of people in this movie, but he didn't have a huge part, but he was in it. Uh, another movie starring Mike Starr, who, we again, we talked about in Dumb and Dumber. Um, so there you go right there. But definitely, you know, just another, gr- I do remember watching this, just been a very long time since I've seen this movie, but great movie that I remember. All right, here we go. And by the way, as I talk about these movies, I am kind of going by year because I kind of went up the list on IMDb. Again, I cannot get 166 credits. I just can't get into all of them. I picked a few of the movies. Most of them I have seen. Like I said, I've only got clips for a few of them. I didn't go clip crazy on uh, on this one here. But I do, of course have clips of 1991 Reservoir Dogs. I don't know what, uh, how much, uh, I mean, what an incredible, incredible movie this is. One of my favorites of the Quentin Tarantino, I guess, franchise. This one right here I absolutely, absolutely love. And, I mean, I, I, I just, you know, you had Harvey Keitel, Tim Roth, who we just mentioned a little while ago, Michael Madsen, Chris Penn, Oh, Jesus, rest in peace, Chris Penn. Um, Edward Bunker was in this movie. Who oh my God, He's been in so many damn movies. He was Mr. Blue in this movie. We didn't see him very long. Um, even Stephen Wright was the voice on the radio in this movie. Stephen Wright, comedian. But I do have a, not only one, but I have two clips for Reservoir Dogs. Just because it's, uh, well, it's Reservoir Dogs. Let's go ahead and play the first clip. This one's a little long. It's almost four minutes. But to be honest, I could use a minute to slow down talking and play a clip. So here we go. This is the one on the tippers on how he doesn't tip. Here we go. thought it was the cheating wife, Sean. Yeah, but they said that at the end of the song. I know, motherfucker. I just heard it. That's what I'm talking about. You don't call me a motherfucker. I must have zoned out during that part before. All right. I'll take care of the check. You guys can get the tip. Should be about a buck a piece. And you, when I come back, I want my book. Sorry, it's my book now. Hey, I changed my mind. Shoot this piece of shit, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody cough up some green for the little lady. Come on, throw in a buck. Uh-uh, I don't tip. You don't tip? No, I don't believe in it. You don't believe in tipping? Do you know what these chicks make? They make shit. Don't give me that. She don't make enough money, she can quit. <laughs> I don't even know a fucking Jew would have the ball to say that. Now, let me just get this straight. You don't ever tip, huh? I don't tip because society says I have to. All right, I mean, I'll tip if somebody really deserves a tip. If they really put forth the effort, I'll give them something extra. But, I mean, it's tipping automatically. Uh, it's for the birds. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they're just doing their job. Hey, this girl was nice. She was okay. I mean, she wasn't anything special. What's special? Take you in the back and suck your dick. 
<laughs> I'd go over 12% for that. Look, I ordered coffee, right? Now, we've been here a long fucking time. She's only filled my cup three times. I mean, when I order coffee, I want it filled six times. Six times? Well, you know, what if she's too fucking busy? Words too fucking busy shouldn't be in a waitress's vocabulary. Excuse me, Mr. Pink, but the last fucking thing you need is another cup of coffee. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I mean, these ladies aren't starving to death. They make minimum wage. And I used to work minimum wage, and when I did, I wasn't lucky enough to have a job the society deemed tip-worthy. You don't care they'd count on your tips to live? You know what this is? It's the world's smallest violin playing just for the waitresses. You don't have any idea what you're talking about. These people bust their ass. This is a hard job. So it's working at McDonald's, but you don't feel the need to tip them, do you? Well, why not? They're serving you food. But no, society says, don't tip these guys over here, but tip these guys over here. That's bullshit. Waitressing is the number one occupation for female non-college graduates in this country. It's the one job basically any woman can get and make a living on. The reason is because of their tips. Fuck all that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm very sorry the government taxes their tips. That's fucked up. That ain't my fault. I mean, it would appear that waitresses are one of the many groups the government fucks in the ass on a regular basis. I mean, if you show me a piece of paper that says the government shouldn't do that, I'll sign it. Put it to a vote, I'll vote for it. But what I won't do is play ball. And it's non-college bullshit you're giving me. I got two words for that. Learn to fucking type. Because if you're expecting me to help out with the rent, you're in for a big fucking surprise. Let's convince me. Give me my dollar back. Hey. Leave the dollars there. All right, ramblers, let's get rambling. Wait a minute. Who didn't throw in? Mr. Pink. Mr. Pink. Why not? You don't tip. You don't tip? What do you mean you don't tip? You don't believe in it. Shut up. What do you mean you don't believe in it? Come on, you. Cough up a bucket, cheap bastard. I paid for your goddamn breakfast. All right, since you pay for the breakfast, I'll put in. But normally, I would never do this. Never mind what you normally would do. Just cough in your goddamn buck like everybody else. No. All right, so there we go. Great clip from an incredible... Oh my God! Amazing movie, absolutely great movie. Um, if you don't know, they're trying to do a simple jewelry heist, and it goes wrong. Well, they don't realize that once again, Timothy Roth, who we talked about earlier, um, I didn't want to kind of spoil it that he was in this movie too, so that's why I didn't mention it. But Timothy Roth was a police officer, ended up uh, infiltrating this little crew, and they find out in the end. Pretty much everyone dies in this movie. It's a pretty crazy fucking movie, but what in just a great movie if you ever just want to. I mean, I'm pretty sure everyone has seen it by now. I and mean, if you're a Quentin Tarantino fan, this is definitely on your, you know, cult list of Quentin Tarantino movies. So, like I said, I do have two clips of this movie now. This is where Mr. Pink, who is Steve Buscemi, who we're talking about, kind of talks about a little bit about how he got away from the cops. I remember they got away from the cops in this movie and they met back at this warehouse type place and Timothy Roth is actually bleeding out from a belly shot on the floor pretty much the whole movie. So anyway, until he gets shot. Here we go. The cops did not show up after the alarm went off. Right, the cops didn't show up until after Mr. Blunt started shooting everybody. As soon as I heard the alarm, I saw the no, cops. No, I'm telling you, it wasn't that soon, okay? They didn't, they didn't let their presence be known until after Mr. Blonde became a madman, all right? I'm not saying they weren't there. I'm saying they were there. But they didn't make it, they didn't move until after Mr. Blonde started shooting everybody. I mean, that's how I know we were set up. 
Come on, Mr. White. I mean, you can, you can see look, that. Look, look. Enough is Mr. White shit. Oh, wait, 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 man. Don't, don't tell me your fucking name, man. I don't want to know it. Jesus Christ, I ain't gonna tell you mine. You're right. This is bad. How did you get out? I shot my way out. Everybody started shooting, so I blasted my way out of there. Honestly, from here, this shows him getting out of there. You don't need to see this running and shooting, and then he pulls a lady out of a car, and he ends up getting the hell out of there. So you guys have seen that all, but like I said, don't need to play a long clip of that. Um, we're going to keep going through movies as we're going a long, long way here. Like I said, can't go through all of them, but I, I'm just kind of picked out a few. Now, I did say in the beginning of the show, we've seen him as so many characters from homeless people to reporters, scummy reporters, I said. And that movie where he played a scummy reporter was not a huge part for him, but he was in this movie. Rising Sun. Rising Sun was a 1993 movie that had Wesley Snipes and Sean Connery in it. Um, It was kind of... um, it was a very good movie. I personally love this movie. You know me. I like action. I like martial arts. We had a lot of martial arts in this movie. There was a girl found dead in the often offices of a Japanese company in L.A. And detectives Webb Smith by, uh, by Den- uh, I'm sorry, Wesley Snipes and John Connor, obviously played by Sean Connery. Um, Sean Connery is kind of a liaison between the company's executives and the police uh, Tom Graham, who once again, we get another person. We get Harvey Keitel in this movie also, uh, who, you know, just we're, we're tying everything in tonight. Harvey Keitel's in this movie. My God, can you lead everything back to, you know, uh, my, uh, you know, you can do the, what is it, seven, the, the, the seven stages of bacon? You could probably do the seven stages of Buscemi after 166 credits. I bet he has more credits than Kevin Bacon. Now you can, now I'm going to have to look. I'm going to have to, let's see. Kevin Bacon, American actor, IMDb. How many how many credits are we looking at here for Kevin Bacon? Looking at 102. 102 credits. 166 for so Buscemi. I could probably we could probably do the same thing. Probably do the exact same thing for Buscemi. So Rising Sun, great movie from 1993. Pretty awesome movie. Like I said, if you're a martial arts action fan like I am. You probably want to check that out. Now, I did mention Tales from the Crypt earlier. He was in, uh, I believe, only one episode of Tales from the Crypt, but he was in a a Tales from the Crypt uh, episode. Uh, Then we got Pulp Fiction, where he played Buddy Holly once again, another Quentin Tarantino movie. We're just, once again, tying everything together. We got Harvey Keitel as the wolf in this movie. Uh, Tim Roth, who I, you know, talked about earlier. Uh, Even Phil LeVar is in this movie as Marvin. That is who... Oh, shit, you shot Marvin in the face! <laughs> so, we've got that. And But another, you know, just a great movie. I really tend to love Quentin Tarantino's movie. I gotta say, I haven't seen a lot of the newer movies of his, but I need to get, get back into watching them, especially since I got this, uh, this show going on. Um... We also saw Steve Buscemi in 1994 in Airheads. 
Oh, boy, was this another excellent movie. Now, this is kind of where we started seeing him in the Adam Sandler movies. Now, we all know that uh, Adam Sandler likes to bring in the same people for the for his movies. So, definitely, this is kind of where we started seeing... I don't know if this is where their friendship started, but we saw Buscemi in this movie with Adam Sandler and Brendan Fraser. Um... We see uh, Chris Farley has a part in this movie. He's a police officer. Michael McKeon is in this movie. He's been in, oh my God, tons of movies. Ernie Hudson is in this movie also. Amy Locaine is in this movie who's been in some excellent movies. She was in Crybaby. Uh, my God, what's the other movie she was in? I think School Ties with Brendan Fraser also, I believe she was in. She was. She was in School Ties with Brendan Fraser. Holy shit, I never put these two together. To be honest with you, I just put those two together. Judd Nelson also in this movie, if you want to check out a great episode, uh, me and Anthony, way back in the early days of this show. So go to shoutengine.com slash Hollywood Hangout. We did a Judd Nelson episode you can check out over there. But uh, Airheads was a great, such a funny little movie. And another one of my favorites, I do like this movie. Like I said, I think this might be the first little movie that he was in where I uh, kind of got the little friendship with him and Adam Sandler going, but uh, we got Airheads. Billy Madison. Now, he did not have a huge part in Billy Madison like at all. Um, I can't remember if I actually caught that scene or not. I don't think I did because it was uh, bad. Nope, I did have it. Here it is. The scene from Billy Madison. Really his only part. Now, we know Billy Madison, he kind of went uh, went back to school. He did this, you know, the whole thing, K through 12. Got in trouble, had to do the thing. Um, but at least he got to star in here with Bridget Wilson. Um, and we all know, you know, all that happened. But definitely a good thing. And at the end of the movie, he starts apologizing to people. One of the people he apologizes to is someone he was a bullied a school in, and it was Steve Buscemi. So here we go. Hi, is this Danny McGrath? Yeah. The Danny McGrath that graduated from Nib High School in 1984? Uh, yeah. Who's this? Um, this is uh, Billy Madison. You probably don't remember me, but I, I went to high school with you. Um, I, I kind of gave you a hard time back then, and I did some things that I thought were funny at the time, but now I realize they were just mean and, and stupid and uh just wanted to apologize and i hope you forgive me yes yeah, sure don't worry about it it's no problem wow that's great um well i am sorry and uh maybe we can get together sometime and uh and have some coffee or something sure i'd like that okay well i'll see you around okay bye All right, so he's got a people to kill list, and he decides to cross Billy Madison's name off the list. So Billy just saved himself a, a sniping, it seems like. So then he lies down, puts on some lipstick, and just relaxes to some good music. Uh, but uh, again, I've, I've used the word versatile in this show a few times, many times, actually. 
Uh, he really is. Like I said, we've seen him in so many movies, so many characters. <laughs> some characters for, you know, a minute. Some characters for, you know, the whole movie. Some characters just for, you know, five minutes. But every time he's in a movie, you you know who he is. And he's great. No matter what he does, no matter what scene he's in, no matter what he's playing, whether it's a homeless person, whether it's this, whether it's that, whether it's a crazy-eyed person, every single one of them, he just fucking knocks it out of the park. He's just that guy. So um, I'm going to go ahead and keep going with some movies here, and then we got a few more things to go through. He was in Desperado. I don't have a clip to this, but Desperado was that Antonio Banderas movie. With Selma Hayek, oof, Jesus. Now there's a woman right there. With Selma Hayek, he did play. Um, he was in a short, again, not a very long in this movie either, but um, this was Antonio Banderas. Cheech Marin was in this movie also. Another movie with Danny Trejo. Imagine that, a movie called Desperado with Danny Trejo in it. My God, Danny Trejo's in a, uh, probably just as many movies as Steve Buscemi. I'm not going to look it up. Now, he was all... And Quentin Tarantino, by the way, is in this movie as the pickup guy. And I don't believe he had anything to do. It was a Robert Rodriguez movie, so I know those guys are friends. So that makes makes sense right there. Um, now, I got to tell you, I'm embarrassed about this. I'm embarrassed, but I got I to gotta be honest here. I have never seen Fargo. I know I have heard great things about this movie from top to bottom. I really have. But I have never seen the movie Fargo. Uh, I know he's in it. I know it stars William H. Macy, uh, Frances McDormand. I've seen her in many things. A bunch of people. But I have never seen Fargo. I did notice... And I looked, it is on Hulu, so I can check it out, I will check it out, but I have not seen the movie, so I really can't sit here and get into it and talk to you about it, but I do need to watch it, and again, I'm embarrassed, I apologize. Uh, he also had a small part in Escape from L.A., not really much to get into here, but he. I guess it wasn't a small part, I guess it was a bigger part, kind of a larger part uh he played uh the uh, as map to the stars eddie this was kurt russell stacy keach was in this movie pam greer was in this movie bruce campbell was in this movie wow kind of a star set account valerie galino wow she was in, saw her in hot shots part one uh, hot shots and hot shots part yeah peter fonda uh, i'm not gonna talk ill of the dead but whatever uh, but this one, man, it's been a long time since I've seen this. I, I think it might've been since 1996 when I saw this, but we had Kurt Russell in this movie playing Snake Pliskin. And, uh, it, it, this is a good little movie. Once again, it's a little bit of a bullshit movie. If you're sitting there and you were looking for amazing special effects, you probably want to skip this movie. They're not in there. So <laughs> after just... It just doesn't hold up. It just doesn't. It it just it it just doesn't hold up in the uh, in the in the in the CGI era. But anyway, Escape from LA. It was a decent movie. Might want to check that out. Con Air. We've got Con Air. 
Another one, though, been a long time since I've seen it, but uh, this was a Nicolas Cage. John Cusack was in this. John Malkovich was in this. Uh, a ton of others, but obviously there was a part with Steve Buscemi. And, of course, I've got it right here. It's only a minute long, and it's a little part right here. Let's go ahead and do it. Talk in the cage. Two went down. One came up. One my fault. Well, you don't have to tell me. Most murders are crimes of necessity rather than desire, but the great ones, Dahmer, Gacy, Bundy, they did it because it excited them. Don't you... I got nothing in common with them, with you. Don't you talk to me. They were insane. Now you're talking semantics. What if I told you insane was working 50 hours a week in some office for 50 years, at the end of which they tell you to piss off, ending up at some retirement village, hoping to die before suffering the indignity of trying to make it to the toilet on time? Wouldn't you consider that to be insane? Murdering 30 people, semantics or not, is insane. One girl, I drove through three states wearing her head as a hat. It's my daughter's birthday today. So please feel free not to share everything with me. Oh, all right, so there we go. A little bit of con air for you right there. Um, again, just such a great actor. <coughs> Excuse me. This guy is, once again, though, been a long time since I've seen this movie, I will say that. Uh, but I have, one that I have seen now. One that me and Anthony, another movie, me and Anthony did a review, and is actually one of our very, uh, to be honest, it's one of our highest downloaded reviews that me and Anthony did. Once again, I'll I'll cheap give, give myself a cheap plug over there um, at shoutengine.com slash Hollywood Hangout. Go ahead and check that out. You can go back and get us on The Wedding Singer in 1998. Now, believe it or not, Steve Buscemi is uncredited in this movie. Even though, I mean, literally, you go through it, he's not even credited. Billy Idol is credited in this movie. Kevin Nealon is credited in this movie. You've got, uh, obviously, Drew Barrymore, uh, Alan Covert, Christine Taylor, who is uh, Ben Stiller's, I believe, wife. I'm not sure wife or girlfriend. Um, but everyone else, but you do not see the name Steve Buscemi. He's uncredited in this movie. As great as the scene he was has, which I'm about to play, this is uncredited. When my brother, Harold, asked me to be the best man at his wedding, I was like, oh, of course, man. Because you've always been there for me. Like when I was in rehab, and uh, like the time I couldn't find my car. Because <laughs> Harold, you know, he's always been the dependable one. And I've always been the screwed up one. Right, Dad? <laughs> Why can't you be more like your brother? Uh, Harold would never beat up his landlord. <laughs> <laughs> he's drunk as shit. <laughs> but, uh... Little newsflash, Pop. <laughs> Harold ain't so perfect. Remember that time in Puerto Rico when we picked up those two uh, 
Well, I guess they were prostitutes, but I don't remember paying. Okay, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Yeah, yeah what? Terrific. Huh? I'm a person too, Bob. God damn it, I'm a person too. You're a moron. Okay. The best man, everybody. Best man, the better man. Ah, <laughs> uh, hey. All right. He goes a little more. We get a little more from Buscemi in this movie, but once again, completely uncredited in this movie but i don't know i'm it's crazy now another big movie that i wanted to get into that he was in was armageddon um i believe he played rockhound in this movie let me see right here uh yeah rockhound in this movie this was a great movie i loved this movie bruce willis billy bob thornton ben affleck Liv tyler will patton uh, Will Patton is in so many movies that I like. He's in this. He's in. Uh, if you watch Fled with uh, Lawrence Fishburne and Stephen Baldwin, he's in that movie. Tons of stuff this guy is in. Uh, Owen Wilson is in this movie. Michael Clark Duncan, the late Michael Clark Duncan. Ken Hudson Campbell, who we saw, if you remember, Home Alone, he was actually Santa in the first Home Alone, that guy right there. So many people in this movie. A really good movie. And he was in it, and I do. You know, I don't have the scene, but um, you know what? I can get the scene real quick if you just give me a second right now. Um, let's see, Armageddon, uh, genius. Guarantee that'll pull right up, <laughs> and it does. Uh, that's the scene that sticks out most with uh, Steve Buscemi in that movie, and it's really just a fifty-second scene. So. <clears throat> I guess we can... Let me see if I can find a little longer of a scene there. I got a two-minute one here, but let's not do that. I don't know what that is, but let's go ahead and do this little quick scene right here. It might be an ad. Let's see. Nope. All right, let's get the tools unpacked and fire up the armadillo. I'm not getting a damn thing on the inertial mass system. You know where we are. Okay, that one's way low. This is what happens when you do stuff live. You don't always get what you want. So, let's turn this down a little bit. Let's go back here. Let's try the two-minute one. Screw it. Let's see what happens here. Just came on all by itself. What, what the hell's happening? Secondary protocol. What's that? What? Okay, wait secondary a protocol. What is that? What the hell? Secondary protocol. They're detonating this thing from Earth. What do you mean detonating? We haven't even thrown the hole yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Get your helmets on now. Oh, no, no. How, how you turn off? Bruce Sharp, I got two men out on that ride. I got a man out there, too. We got an evac now. Max Rockdown. Get back to the show. Double time. They could be on their way here. They better have their way here. They would have talked to us by... Yeah, it's the wrong scene, too. <laughs> I I apologize, everybody, but here we go. Let's back up a little bit. I've got a quick 22-second one. Let's just play the damn scene real quick. Here we go. I know where we are. Please step away. Radio signal's dead. I'm flipping the backup generator. Radio signal's going to be cut in half till we get main power back. Segment 202, lateral grid 9, site 15H32, give or take a few yards. Captain America here blew the landing by 26 miles. How the hell do you know that? Because I'm a genius. Well, not far off, I would say, definitely. In the acting world, and really, he probably is a damn genius. So, let's keep going here a little bit. Armageddon, though. I mean, we've all... Excellent movie. Really an excellent movie. Uh, Big Daddy is another one he's in. Another Adam Sandler movie. Pretty much as we go through the 90s, the later 90s, you see him somewhere in every 
Adam Sandler movie. So he is in that right there. I got a quick minute clip to play on that, and here we go. He was the hobo in Big Daddy that we saw when they were rushing to McDonald's. Almost there. Hey, mister. Why are you sitting on the ground? This is where I live, little man. Hey, we got to get going, pal. Why? Well, in retrospect, I made some really bad choices after high school. Yeah, we, we got to get going, buddy. Why? Well, this was during the so-called disco era, but for me, it was more the uh, doing mushrooms era. Oh, okay, we're going to miss breakfast. Why? Never really thought about that, kid. I mean, I was never Mr. Popularity in high school, and uh, I watched Fantasia a lot, and <laughs> one day it just clicked. Hey, Yappy, if you end the conversation, I'll get you an Egg McMuffin. How about a sausage McMuffin with hash browns? You got a deal. Hey, look, 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 he fell asleep, he fell asleep, let's go. All right, then, of course, obviously, we get a freak out from Adam Sandler here because he finds out McDonald's closed 30 minutes ago, or the breakfast closed 30 minutes ago. So there we go right there. Now, I found a 1997 movie with him in it. Not a, uh, It is a movie, and it's got him and David Chappelle, believe it or not. It's called The Real Blonde. Got about a minute and a half clip here. I'm just going to go ahead and get it out of the way before we get too far past the 90s and get it out of the way. I, I've never heard of nor seen this movie, but it was a clip I found, and it's pretty funny. Dave Chappelle is basically, uh, Steve Buscemi is a director, and Dave Chappelle is basically like his lackey, which you'll hear him in the background just repeating everything he says through a large bullhorn. Here we go. Come on, man. Get the hell on the set, would you? Yo, McKay. Think I got the beach boys. We're ready. Whenever you are, baby. All right, guys. Settle down. All right. Let's get quiet on the set, please, Z. Thank you. All right, beach boys. Settle down and listen up. Okay, guys. Here's the shot, all right? Now, Madonna is going to come walking up the center aisle, all right? As she passes you and you see her, you give a double take, all right? Like, oh, Madonna. Whoa, Madonna. No, 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 no. I mean, don't say that, but that's what you're acting like, right? Okay. <laughs> now, uh, first of all, you guys on this side got to be angled this way, all right? Yeah, it's angled this you way, You guys fellas. over here, angled this way, all right? We're angled right? this way Great. a little Thanks. bit. Okay. So, she walks by and make it big, big double take, all right? Call rehearsal. Rehearsal! Okay, ready and action. And row one, row two, row three, and four, and five. And the top. Yeah, great, great. Guys on the top, that was epic. brothers. Good All right, job. do it like those right. guys. Good, thanks. That's the way we're going to do it. Exactly like that, only bigger. Hey, man, make sure you get a shot of my ass. I've been working on it all week. <laughs> Actually, he's right. Make sure all the guys in the front row have the right kind of... Uh, what? The right kind of ass, right? You know what I'm saying? Can you take care of that? <laughs> there you go. Turn around. I got to look at your ass. So there you go. Uh, once again, I've never heard of or seen that movie, but it was one that I I, I just kind of found the clip and thought I would bring it up. Um, anyway, we're going to keep going through movies here, just rolling on through. He also had a pretty small part in 28 Days, which was a Sandra Bullock movie, Sandra Bullock. Viggo Mortensen, who's been in a ton of movies. As a matter of fact, I watched a movie with him in it the other day, uh, Daylight, with Sylvester Stallone. Um, he was in uh, 
He was in that movie. Vigo was. But Buscemi had a, a not a huge part in this movie. He was in 28 Days. Not going to spend much time on that. Monsters, Inc. Now, not only did this guy do directing, producing, acting, but he's also voice. He's a voice of a lot of characters that children just absolutely love. And even my kids do love a little bit of a, of Randall from Monsters, Inc. He was the voice of Randall in that movie. Uh, great. You know, like I said, these movies are great for kids. And he, once again, voice of Randall. So uh, Mr. Deeds, another movie he was in. This is the movie he does play Crazy Eyes, which is another kind of meme that goes around that you can see all over the place. But he is in this movie, too. Uh, as Crazy Eyes, uh, Home on the Range, another voice he does. Um, like I said, just another thing he does. He's uh, the character. Let me get to him real quick, if you'll excuse me for one second. Uh, excuse me, I kind of burped there. All right, he's Wesley on that one thing right there. The character kind of looks like him, too. If you go to IMDb, you can see the character... Besides the gold teeth, it looks a little bit like Buscemi. He was also in I Would Not Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry. That was an Adam Sandler movie. So once again, we see him in another Adam Sandler movie. And we see him in Grown Ups. And full disclosure, I literally watched this movie right before I walked in the door to do this show tonight. I was watching this movie with Adam Sandler, Selma Hayek, Kevin James... Uh, a ton of things. Steve Buscemi plays Wiley in this movie. He ends up being pretty much in a almost full body cast, except for his legs uh, in most of the movie. But uh, I actually have the part where he plays Wiley in this movie, and that is my next to last clip. So let's go ahead and rock that clip. Oh, looks like second place again, Bailey, huh? Here this guy. Second place. Second place. Go down there, hang him by your feet. Show these idiots. On my feet? Yeah. Is that safe? What do you care? You're an animal. You're an animal. Yeah. yeah. I'm an animal. Yeah. Hey, Lee. How do you do it? I got kids. Yeah, Wiley. 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 You don't need to do this. Wiley. 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 So there you go. His foot gets stuck, and he gets hurt. And like again, again throughout the whole movie, he uh, kind of ends up in a cast. I'm just opening up another another Corona here. For some reason, I wanted Corona yesterday, so I bought myself some Corona. Um, I love these little. I, I really do like these movies. I just think they're a good story. I like Adam Sandler movies anyway. I've got a whole collection of them. So. Speaking of Adam Sandler, we go from that movie, and Steve Buscemi is also a voice in Hotel Transylvania. He plays the the werewolf, Wayne, in this movie. I believe his name is Wayne. Give me one second. Let me double-check that. Wayne. Yes, his name is Wayne. He's the werewolf in this movie. Uh, tons of people. I mean, this movie is a just conglomerate of people that they've all worked with. We've got Adam Sandler, Kevin James as Frankenstein, 
Adam Sandberg is in this movie, who Adam uh, Adam Sandler was in, and uh, that's my boy. Fran Drescher is in this movie. Steve Buscemi, as we said. David Spade, of course, in Grown Ups also. Molly Shannon. Uh, CeeLo Green is a uh, Murray in this movie. John Lovitz is in this movie. I could just keep going. So many famous voices are in this movie that we get to hear. And, uh, you know, just a great kids kids movie. It, I, my kids still go through and watch these. Um, I think they're up to three now. I think the fourth one might be coming out. Give me a second here. I got that right here, actually. Let me go into actor, hit show. There is another one coming out. Uh, there is another one coming out in 2022. Hotel Transylvania Transformia is coming out in 2022. So expect another Hotel Transylvania from, from this right here. Now, another movie that I love that did absolutely awful in the theaters was the incredible Burt Wonderstone. <laughs> so, Okay. This movie was about some magicians. It was Steve Buscemi. It was um, Steve Carell. Uh, Jim Carrey was also in this movie. Alan Arkin. J- this was actually, I believe, the this might have been James Gandolfini's last movie, to be honest with you. that This is the last movie I saw him in that I remember was this was Gandolfini's last movie. Uh, but it wasn't, actually. He did three more movies after that. That came well. He didn't do three more. He three more movies came out after that. One TV movie and two more movies after that. But the last movie I remember seeing Gandolfini in was The Incredible Burt Wonderstone. Just a great little movie. Two magicians that are together in Vegas. They end up losing everything, breaking up, getting back together. Uh, Steve Buscemi is one of those magicians, and it's just a great little funny, funny movie Jim Carrey in this movie I, I if I had to say who he plays I would say it's Chris Angel he basically plays this over the top kind of Chris Angel character if you watch the movie you might agree it's really not as bad as critics said and every everybody said it's actually a very good little movie with a nice little story also uh grown-ups too we already got into Grown Ups, but I'll just mention that real quick. Now, he actually took a lead in Boardwalk Empire. Now, this is another show i got to be honest. I haven't seen this show, but when Terrence Winter offered him the lead role in Boardwalk Empire, this is what he kind of, this is basically what was said. Uh, after years of playing disposable villains and losers, on the, uh, you know, on every other show, Buscemi had grown accustomed to being passed over for leading roles. So when Boardwalk Empire creator Terrence Winter offered him the part of corrupt politician Enoch Nucky Thompson in the award-winning HBO series, Buscemi offered his usual reply. When Terry did call me and he said that he and Mart, Marty, Martin Scorsese he's talking about, wanted me to play this role, my response was, Terry, I know you're looking at other actors, I, and I just appreciate that my name is being thrown in, Busemi recalled. He said, no, Steve, I just said we want you. It still didn't sink in. Eventually, of course, really did sink in, and Busemi went on to win a Golden Globe and an Emmy 
across the show over the five seasons. So 100% was definitely. I still need to watch this show now. We also talked about him being with Adam Sandler. Now, he is basically Adam Sandler's... uh, Adam Sandler is basically his employer, if you really look at some of his acting and credits. Um, And pretty much if you look at anyone that was on Saturday Night Live with Adam Sandler, they have the same sort of pattern. Uh, He's been in... Basically 14 Sandler movies. We got Airheads, Billy Madison, Wedding Singer, Ridiculous Six, which I was about to get to, Big Daddy, Mr. Deeds, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Hotel Transylvania 2, 3, and a movie called The Cobbler, which I don't know what that is. Uh, (laughs) I've never seen that one right there either, but I don't know. Anyway, let's keep going here. Uh, But Bullrock Empire, I need to check that show out. Uh, it was a looks like a four season show, five seasons. I apologize, and uh, need to check it out. Need to check it out. And ridiculous six again was the other Adam Sandler movie I was going to bring up that he was in. I have not seen it yet, but it's got Sandler, Terry Crews, uh, George Garcia, uh, Jorge Garcia. Excuse me, Rob Schneider, of course, who stars in a bunch of movies with him. Taylor Lauter, who was in Grown Ups two, and. He was in Shark Point and Lava Girl was the first movie he's in. He's the guy in Grown Ups 2, though. He does all the flips. He's a martial artist. He's very, very good. Uh, Luke Wilson is also in The Ridiculous Six. This is another one you can check out on Netflix. I personally have not checked it out, but I definitely need to. So I'm going to get into just a little, a few more things. I've really only got a couple more things. Um, I do have one more clip that we can play right after that we'll wrap it up on. Um, So there we go. You know what? I already mentioned that. Now, there are a few things. Now, there is a rumor going on that was going on about him that he was almost on Seinfeld, that he auditioned for the part of George Costanza. He says that is 100% not true. He never did doesn't know where it even started but that is absolutely a lie so he never did if that's floating around anywhere do not believe it is basically what he's saying um so there we go right there now he was also on an episode of mad about you now we heard him talking in the big uh in the beginning uh, earlier on the show to cbs sunday morning i believe um, oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, CBS Good, uh, Good Morning Sunday or whatever the show was. I forget at this point. I apologize. I've had a few beers. Um, so he was on Mad About You. Now, he appeared on that show, and he actually kind of played out a little bit of a... a little bit of a, a real-life grudge. He actually blamed uh, Paul Reiser for kind of screwing up his comedy career. Um, The grudge that they had against each other was very much, you know, like it showed on the show. Buscemi had tried stand-up comedy. Basically, we, we heard him mention that. And one night, he went to a show, and he got bumped. 
because Paul Reiser was there. And that is literally what gave what made him give up comedy. So after shooting the episode of Mad About You, he goes in and Buscemi walked up to him and said, this is kind of what happened with you and me. He told the story, you know, to Riser, and Riser was stunned. He didn't even remember it. Remember, the, Conan was talking about not remembering anything either, uh, but insisted it all worked out as obviously we know Steve, Steve Buscemi seemed to be doing just fine as an actor. So now I talked about him getting stabbed. That wasn't the only time he had been injured. He was also hit by a bus at four years old in New York. Um, he said it was the closest he had ever come uh, back when he got stabbed in 2001. He said it was the closest he had ever come to death besides being hit by a bus and a car. Um, basically those two events took place during, obviously when he was younger with, you know, one resulting in a $6,000 settlement from the city. And he actually used that to pay for acting lessons when he was 18, which is why he was such a great actor, I guess. So as a four-year-old, he ran out into the street, got hit by a Brooklyn City bus. It knocked him down, fractured his skull, but he says luckily it was winter and he had a lot of clothes on for padding. So there you go. And then four years later, he said obviously he did it once again when he was uh, eight uh, he chased a ball into the street, got hit by a car, and it wasn't as severe. So that is pretty much all I've got on Steve Buscemi. Like I said, I have one more clip to play. It is from the Jimmy Fallon show. And I guess he used to do this skit back in 2013 called um, Make Buse- a Twitter thing where he makes people say funny stuff. And it was called Make Buscemi Say. He'll explain it a little bit. This is the last clip. Then I'm going to wrap this bad boy up and get out of here. So here we go. Guys, it's time for late night hashtags. Here we go. Uh, You guys are on Twitter, right? You guys are on Twitter? It is so fun. Well, we use Twitter on our show every single week. So if you watch our show and you want to play along, we do this thing every Wednesday night where I send out a hashtag and we ask you guys to tweet out things based on that topic. And uh, today's a special hashtag day. Uh, Steve Buscemi's on our show. Uh, so I went on Twitter and I started a hashtag called Make Buscemi Say. <laughs> and I asked you guys to tweet out something funny or weird that you would like Steve Buscemi to say <laughs> on our show. We have thousands of tweets that came in. Within 15 minutes, it was a trending topic in the United States. So thank you for those tweets. I love America is the greatest. And now, here to read our favorite Make Buscemi Say tweets from you guys, please welcome Steve Buscemi! So yesterday, yesterday I actually tweeted out an example of something I wanted Steve to say. Uh, Steve, why don't you start us out with that one? This is the example. If you sass me one more time, I'm going to have to go super slap a fool on your ass. (laughs) (laughs) 
slap a fool? Super slap a fool. Yeah, super slap slap a fool. Yeah, slap a fool. This one's for uh, this one's from at Trippy Fantana. She wants Steve to say. You better fasten your seatbelt. Cause we're about to trip balls. <laughs> about <laughs> this one's from at James cringe he wants Steve to say a hundred dollars says I can twerk better than Miley <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet I wouldn't bet that this one's from at Edgeland 86 he wants Steve to say I did it it was me I let the dogs out. <laughs> that's who, yeah, that's that's who let the dogs out? Him, 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 this, him. This one's from at Sacktown Girl. Uh, she wants Steve to say, Are you a parking ticket? Because you've got fine written all over you. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> That's sexy. Uh, this one's from at EDB87. He wants Steve to say... Draw me like one of your French girls, Jack. <laughs> Titanic. Oh, always wanted you to say that. Yeah. Oh, that's a great one. This one's from at CL Nova. Uh, she wants Steve to say... Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> All I remember from Spanish class. And here's the last one here. This is from at Prof Matty. He wants Steve to say... Luke, I'm not your father, but I did get freaky with your mama. There you go, right there. <laughs> Those are tonight's late night hashtags. All right. So there you go, folks. That is it right there. That is my Steve Buscemi episode. That went a little longer than I thought it was going to, to be honest with you. But uh, I think I, you know... Did pretty damn good. I think I actually made, uh, hope I made Steve proud. Not that he'll ever hear this, but uh, I think this was a damn good episode right here. But once again, I used the word versatile a lot tonight. And I think basically I've proved that. This guy has been in so many movies, played so many characters, from serious characters to funny characters to crazy characters. Just, I mean, basically any kind of genre of character. I don't know if that's how to put it, but you could think of. He's been there. He's played it. He's done it. We've laughed at him. He's died. We've, you know, done everything. He's been that character. We have seen him in so many things throughout the years. I mean, obviously, like I said, through, you know, from 1985, the first movie he did from, you know, and we're still seeing him in things right now. But not even just his acting. Obviously, like I said, the kind of person he is, firefighter, firefighter advocate, um, believes in what you know these firefighters are doing out there and goes out there and you know leads by example you know he'll get arrested if you have to which we talked about but i really felt um i was actually watching uh grown-ups last week and i was sitting there and i'm looking at steve buscemi and i'm like man you know what that's that's one actor right there that i could dedicate a show to easily and just you know make it you know just Absolutely, it would be one of the easiest shows to do. But, uh, 
I think I had a good amount of information. I think I did a lot here. And I am going to wrap up, which means I can close all my internet screens. And I appreciate everybody joining. There was a gentleman in here called Tony Maroney. I want to thank him. Hope if he listens to the show, he was in here for a very good amount of the chat. Now, I know I have a new chat here that, um, you know, new Mixler, Mixler.com slash Hollywood dash hangout. And I know it's new. I know it's going to take a little while for everybody to get in here, but uh, I do appreciate anybody who is listening to the show, however they are listening to this show, wherever they are listening to the show. It is greatly appreciated. I, I really got to say with me going back to just doing one night of wrestling and being able to come here and talk movies with everybody, it's really, really helped me a lot, to be honest with you. I'm like less anxious or something, but it's really really helped me to be able to come back and talk movies. Um, I'm glad I brought this show back. I really am. And uh, I'm glad that uh, you guys are giving me a kind of another shot. This show was gone for over a year. And uh, I really appreciate everybody listening. And there you go. So once again, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this bad boy up, which means I'm going to knock plugs out one more time for you guys while playing a little bit of Concrete Blonde. And here we go. That means I start with the... Hi, March. That's right. It's Cheese Man. It's Mojo. It's G Wiz. It's Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. There's two T's in Mitt. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time Sundays. Definitely check them out. You got Bobby Anthem, Bobby Blades there on the Inhuman Experience. You want to be checking them out. Find them on all the usual podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, you've got Eric, Doug, and Daniel. They are on the Unscripted Wrestling Podcast. Definitely want to be checking out those guys right there. Great guys. Check them out on Blog Talk Radio or anywhere you get your podcast from. And, of course, Steve Milan out there sharing the show, also reviewing movies. Let's find him over on Mix... Oh, I'm sorry. Letterboxd. Dot com boxd.com slash Stephen Milan. Make sure you put two L's in that last name, Milan. And that is S T E V E N M I L L A N. Check him out, letterbox.com slash Stephen Milan. And of course, like I said, me and Smart will be back here Wednesday night, mixler.com slash dirt sheet dudes. Definitely want to go ahead and check us out over there. Uh, we start about 10 15 p.m. Eastern Time, right after AEW. And one of, uh, once again, I will be doing these shows once again, these actor shows, and um, when I do shows that aren't actual movies, because I prefer to play clips, but I might get away from that and even start doing more on YouTube with this show. So I will be doing these shows on YouTube from now on. Just if you need to search Hollywood Hangout, I am right there. Uh, but you can search uh, Hollywood Hangout Podcast. I am right there on YouTube. I also have a new Twitter the old Twitter was, honestly, it was Anthony's, and I don't know what happened to it. It just kind of went away. Um, I don't think he ever fixed it. So it is uh, Twitter. The Twitter right there is Hwood Hangout. Go ahead and check that out. And uh, on that note, everybody, I will definitely see you guys next Saturday. I appreciate everybody. Yeah.